Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. If three dead bodies won't keep you in jail, what will? Actually, though, here's the problem. We've only got one torso. Two bodies still missing. And as to the third body of May, we only have a torso. Where's the rest of her? I know that sounds harsh. But that's not my doing. This is the doing of Sam Haskell IV, or as he is called in Hollywood, Junior, his father is a star, the head of an once the head of an incredible, incredible talent agency uh, with worldwide reach. They're millionaires, of course. This is the son, the freeloading son. I'm talking about Sam Haskell, but what I'm really talking about is his wife, May Haskell, age 37, Yanshong Wang. And Goshun Lee, his in-laws, also missing. And who has his children? The wife's torsos in a dumpster. He's charged with murder, very possibly walking out of jail on bond. So who has the children? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories and on Sirius XM 111. As we speak, Sam Haskell the fourth, age 35, can't really tell if he was holding down a job or not, but living in an incredible spread. You know what? Let me introduce to you one of our all-star panel, Miguel Melendez, senior writer, Entertainment Tonight. 
You can find Miguel at etonline.com. Miguel, thank you for being with us. Have you seen this house? I mean, it's got the enclosed backyard, the pool, the whole shebang, worth several million dollars and an upscale enclave. There's no way Haskell the fourth Jr. could have afforded that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this house was, was immaculate. He lived in the affluent neighborhood of Tarz- in Tarzana, affluent neighborhood in a uh, suburb of Los Angeles. Um, and you're right. Reports have said that the house is worth close to $2 million, and there's no evidence to show that he held down a job where he could afford that. So you're right. This is something that was supplied to him probably by his father. Um, and, and just does make you wonder if he was just living, uh, waiting for, for his father to put the bill on whatever it was that he needed. You mean waiting for his father to die so he could get all his money? I won't say that, but, you know, you, you said it, yeah. I said it. Okay, guys, um, uh, other than going off on a rant about this guy living in uh, a multi-million dollar home, let's get back on track. And that's about three murders. And, yes, I know. There is no evidence of two of the murders because we don't have the bodies yet. But should I give him a gold star, an A plus, for actually somehow hiding the bodies? We know that one body, the body of his wife, who was afraid of him, May, has been dismembered. So I'm assuming that's what he did to his in-laws that lived with him. But let, let, let me get us back on track. Miguel Melendez joining us from ET Entertainment tonight. Miguel, he is set to be back in court in just hours. Is he going to ask for a bond again? I think he, that's the likely the likelihood of that happening is, is very real. I don't think that's that, that the judge will grant him bond. Given that he had a bond hearing already on November 13th that lasted less than five minutes. And when he was arrested initially, it was held on $2 million bail. And at the hearing on November 13th, the judge said he will be held without bond. I can't imagine that when he's arraigned just hours from now that the judge will now let him out on bail. I just don't see that happening. You know, I agree with you, Miguel Melendez, but you never know. How loudly money can talk. It is Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, especially there in Hollywood. Guys, first of all, we're learning more. Take a listen to Our Cut 20. Sam Haskell is sitting in jail, accused of murdering and dismembering his wife and her parents. Yet he claims to have a weak stomach when it comes to carnage in the movies. According to Instagram messages Haskell's former personal trainer shared with TMZ, the violence in horror movies is hard for Haskell to enjoy because he can't handle seeing chopped up bodies. In one message shared, Haskell writes about the movie Forever Purge, the fifth film in the dystopian series where for 12 hours once a year, all crime is legal. Quote, Forever Purge was a little different. Fools really getting chopped up in Mexico for real. It's hard for me to enjoy a movie about that. I'm down with Purge 2 Anarchy. In Purge to Anarchy, the murderers seem to have a revenge motive for those they're plotting to kill. Okay, you know what? I think I could have gone all day long without knowing that. But now it's up here, and it's never going away. A guy charged with three murders, including dismemberment of his wife, the mother of his children, his boys, says he doesn't like violent movies Slice and Dice slasher movies. And speaking of the personal trainer, 
Joining us right now is Haskell's ex-personal trainer, Troy Piedad. Troy, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Nancy, for having me. Troy, uh, does he have your address and phone number? He has my phone number, not my address. You know you can reverse that on just online and find your address. You, you do know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Surprise, because when this guy makes bond, if he makes bond in the next couple of hours, he's heading for anybody. He's like a, a drowning rat on a ship. He's going to be grabbing for anything to hold on. So think about staying in a hotel a couple of days. Troy Piedad is Sam Haskell, a.k.a. Junior's ex-personal trainer. Okay, Troy, first of all, thank you for being with us. Uh, second of all, tell me about the text where he says that he doesn't like the violent movies. Yeah, we used to, you know, um, since his dad was in the business and he actually aspired to be a filmmaker, we, we actually did a, a mock movie at his house one time and uh, we used to talk a lot about movies and he said, you know, the Forever Purge was a little too much for him to stomach because he didn't like the trap of bodies, which in light of what happened, I thought was a little ironic. Guys, you're hearing Sam Haskell, the Force ex-personal trainer. Why, may I ask, are you the ex-personal trainer? Not just because of the murders, but why? Did he stop training? Uh, I used to train him at a, a place called Bally Total Fitness in Encino, and uh, they actually went out of business, so... I stopped training him around 2012, 2013. Troy, I've got a lot of questions about Sam Haskell. At the time you trained Haskell, was he married to May? He was, unbeknownst to me. Unbeknownst to you? What do you mean? He never really talked about uh, his wife or his kids. I didn't even know he had kids until the story came out. Wow. Because I've heard that when you, Troy Piedad, train somebody, it's very intense and it, it's not a 30-minute light jog on the treadmill. It's not just stretching. It's a serious training workout. So in all that time, he never mentioned that he was married with little boys? Nope. He, uh, he would mention me once in a while, but more in the sense that she was like a girlfriend or uh, he was messing around with her, but uh, nothing serious, and he mostly stuck to you know, we did talk a lot about intimate things, but mostly about himself and about his life. He never really delved into uh, that personal area. You know what's interesting, Troy? Troy, are you married? No, I'm not. Okay, if and when you're in the market, look for somebody that doesn't talk about themselves all the time. <laughs> like I, It's like pulling a tooth to get my husband to talk about himself. We, I have twins. They just turned 16, Troy. They're my world. We have to basically beg David to talk about himself. He talks about ideas, events, us, funny things. He hardly ever talks about himself. Same here. I, nobody wants to hear you drone on and on about yourself. So, Troy, what would he say about himself? What about him? He's not talking about his family, which I find very, very unusual. But he acts like he's just, quote, messing around with May. They're married. What, what would he talk about himself? Basically, like I said, he would talk about making movies and what he aspired to do in life. Uh, he was very 
much in his father's shadow. I think he... Uh, whoa, whoa. Did he talk about that, Troy? Oh, yeah. He talked about his dad a lot. You mean as in the context of being in his father's shadow? Yes, because he felt he never lived up to his dad's expectations. Oh, boo-hoo! He's got a silver spoon and fork in his mouth, and he's whining that he's in daddy's shadow? Then get the hay up off the sofa and go get a job. That's just a suggestion. Hey, Troy, you told me that he, you, and Haskell made a mock movie. One, what is a mock movie? And two, what was it about? So what we did was he had cameras, and we set them up in his backyard, and myself and another personal trainer portrayed the bad guys, I guess you would say, and he was the good guy, and it was like he had a briefcase, and we were trying to obtain the briefcase from him. Just a little short movie that he that he used in class, I believe, at CSUN. And we filmed it in his backyard at his dad's house. Was this his idea? Of course. Troy, I mean, I know that you're a very well-respected personal trainer and that you just did this because Haskell asked you to, but it kind of sounds like something my son would come up with where he and two of his friends do a video in the backyard, like maybe when he was 9 or 10. So you're the bad guy, and you're trying to get a briefcase, and he's the good guy? Yeah. And that's a video. That's a mock movie. That was it. Okay. I, I, I'm not in the movie business. I don't know what to make of that. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change... Consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off 
select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To Miguel Melendez joining us, senior writer, Entertainment Tonight. And hey, Troy, it ain't over yet. Don't move. We've all got questions for you. Miguel Melendez, did this guy, I've got to get to what's happening in court, but I'm so interested in everything Troy Piedad is telling me about this guy, Sam Haskell IV, a.k.a. Junior. Miguel Melendez, did he ever actually work? Did he make a movie? Did he had some projects, didn't he? If if he's to be believed, that is what happened. I mean, these are things that 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 people have reported about based on what he himself has written on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Wait, Miguel Melendez, so you can't find any credits? Nothing? I mean, according to him, he 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 worked on editing certain music videos, but none that I could find. Um, again, these are things that, yeah. You actually are starting a sentence with, according to him, a.k.a. Sam Haskell, the fourth, the mass killer. I'm supposed to believe what he says? <laughs> because nothing else is out there to corroborate that these things actually happen. So what we have here is what he himself has said. And whether that's actually happened, that's that's still up in the air. Joining me also is Troy Slayton, high-profile criminal defense attorney in this jurisdiction. Dr. Jory L. Crossan, psychologist, former law enforcement, faculty, St. Leo University, consultant. Oh my goodness, you, your your resume is so long, Dr. Jory. Author of Operation SOS. You can find him at drjory.com. His name is Dr. Jory Crossan. But he lets me call him Dr. Jory. Mike McCormick, owner and lead investigator, MCM Investigations in L.A. And renowned medical examiner, longtime colleague. I believe we're friends. If we're not, don't tell me. Dr. Kendall Crown's chief medical examiner, Tarrant County. That's Fort Worth. Never a lack of business there. Lecturer, University of Texas, Austin and Texas Christian University Medical School. The reason I introduced all of you guys right now is because we all have questions for Troy Piedad, who knows Haskell and was his personal trainer for a period of time. So, Troy Piedad, we are hearing in the last days that um, Haskell had become paranoid. Did he act paranoid to you? Uh, definitely at times during his training, he'd... Uh you think people were persecuting him. He felt very uh, um, admonished by his peers. Right. He thought people were persecuting him? Yes. Nancy, I got a question. Yep. This is Dr. Jory. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, in workout, you know, they have to get, of course, physically active and aggressive. You know what I mean? Could you describe how his aggressive nature would develop in a workout? You know, the more energetic people get in their exercise routines and whatever their assignment is, they, they start to show a, a peak level of aggression. Did you observe that in him? Yes. What, what Sam would do, would, he would antagonize other members of the club. 
because he knew that he was with me and he was Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got I'm getting multiple messages from Jackie about a potential movie he may have filmed, some project. What did you just say about antagonizing other people in the gym? He was antagonizing the clients because he knew that no one was going to do anything while he was with me. What do you mean by antagonize? You mean trash talk them? What? How antagonize them? It was a lot of middle. We're in Tarzana, so we have a very large Middle Eastern population. He would make fun of the way they talked, or you know, he'd, he'd talk about he'd make racial jokes. In what world is that okay? I I I don't get it. You've got minorities that are already having a hard enough time making it as it is without Sam Haskell the Fourth, millionaire brat, mocking them. What did you do? Well, many times I had to take him aside and let him know that if he was going to continue that behavior, I couldn't train him. You know, I'm so proud of you. You know why? That's good. Because a lot of people that were getting money from this guy, a millionaire, well-known, would have just ignored it. Uh, speaking of... I want you all to hear something that Junior, Sam Haskell IV, posted, our number 14, Jack. Like my resume says, unhappy, bitter, resentful. Now I'm consistently never going to stop drinking. Shouts out to the waiter at the restaurant above Nordstrom's for just like completely burning out of my filet. Like what kind of a monster are you, homie? Okay, um, I nearly spit up just then twice in a row first of all when troy piadod was talking about racial jokes haskell would make um and i paid a dollar for this and i don't want to spit up even one drop of my mcdonald's coffee but did i just hear jackie like my resume says unhappy bitter resentful that should make anybody run for the hills as if they had seen a monster i'm consistently never going to stop drinking uh, shouts out to the waiter at the restaurant at, above Nordstrom's who completely burned and he curses my filet. Like, what kind of a monster are you, homie? This totally entitled brat is calling somebody a homie. Miguel Melendez, help me. What is the restaurant on top of Nordstrom's? Don't you know this guy drove them absolutely insane? I mean, it, just hearing what he said, it just screams that he was utterly out of touch with, with reality. It's, it's driving me to curse and drink, neither of which I, I try to avoid both studiously. But really? He burned the, I guess, the F out of my filet. Like, what kind of monster are you, homie? Really? I mean, it just screams to, to what people have said about him, that he gives off these creepy vibes, these Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. And... Meanwhile, you see him act like this on social media. He's active on social media, or at least he was. And it kind of just makes your mind, it makes you scratch your head at, at, at how you connect the person that he's being described by neighbors and, and former friends and how he acted on social media, which which is very uh, uh, unbecoming for sure. Nancy, Troy, Troy Slade in here. Wait a minute, Troy. I want you to hear something before you jump. This may alter your opinion. I'm playing Sam Haskell the fourth himself. Troy, I, I, can you, uh, let's do 33 and 34. So I'll just start with 33, Jack. This is him on TikTok. CBD is not about wellness for me. I'm trying to get retarded. Peace, 100, Gia. This is a grown man. I'm trying to get retarded. Let's hear 34. 
tech conference real quick, you guys, by mistake. And the number one thing they talked about was consistency, like be consistent. Now I'm consistently never going to stop drinking. Troy, I've got so many more, but you know, when you meet people and all they talk about is how much they're going to drink this coming weekend and how they got, well, I'm quoting face last weekend drinking. I'm not a shrink, but that says something to me, Troy. That's all they have to talk about. Nancy, this is a sad attempt at humor, at satire, at trying to be relevant, trying to get clicks, trying to get views, trying to be uh, trying to be relevant. This is I, I think that the whole thing about the Nordstrom steak, about drinking, about the way that he's this is a sad attempt at humor. I don't think that any of this is to be taken seriously. This was obviously all tongue in cheek. And I don't think that any prosecutor in their right mind would try and put this in front of a jury to say that this is what he was actually thinking, that this is what his actual attitude towards life was. Well, how about Troy Piedad, his personal trainer? Is this him? Is this the way he talked and acted? I mean, you've told me he made uh, racial comments to people at the gym, to Middle Eastern people at the gym. So it sounds to me like that is his personality. No, I think Troy was actually right on point. Sam was very troubled and very insecure with himself, so he would put out this this aura, but it was all just an act. It was, he was just a scared little boy. Well, when you say a scared little boy, maybe he seemed like a scared little boy to you because you're a bulked-up personal trainer. What about to wife May and his in-laws? The, mo- the mother-in-law cooked for them. She was living there because she had had a stroke. She cleaned up and cooked for him like a servant. And then the father-in-law. We can't find their bodies. So while... Uh, Troy Slayton goes on and on about how it's an act, and I'm hearing he's a scared little boy. That's that's not true. Because according to police, he murdered and dismembered his wife, and we can't find the bodies of his in-laws. To Dr. Jory Crosen, you're the shrink. Weigh in. Wow, there's so much here. You know, One of the things, again, looking at the behavior, you could tell you know, uh, Troy was good on documenting that. When he's in an environment like around Troy where he feels safe, you know, he's going to kind of lash out. But you also see like there was a report there at a party, one of the neighbors reported where, you know, he would always kind of withdraw. He wouldn't really engage with people. So, you know, that kind of leaves, that's a schizoid type personality and that kind of leaves them to their own thoughts, you know. And I'm following kind of, again, the behavior and the patterns that they went. Uh, follow if he's looking at these what I call slasher movies or these you know very violent movies those are remunerating thoughts in his mind and he could model that behavior I mean you know cutting up bodies like that that's um, that's a very unusual behavior yes you're right and, and you know what um okay go ahead and laugh don't care but um this is what I always say You invite, the devil comes to your door, slam it. If you invite him in for dinner, next thing you know, he's going to be spending the night. That's right. And he's going to just move into your home and into your conscience and into your heart and into your mind. In other words, what you do 
Somebody said the other day, we were talking about Koberger, Koberger, Brian Koberger, uh, because the state wants all of his clicks, like what he was looking at on Amazon and everywhere. And somebody on the air, I can't take credit for it, said the clicks are the window to your soul, something like that. That's your personality. And I agree with yeah. that. What, what you search online, what you do, how you spend your time. That's what you love, and that's who you are. And speaking of who you are, take a listen to our cut 35. So epic. It's like an epic vampire move. Like, pull up an escalate outside Paul Wesley's crib. Kids are like, Dad, where's Mom going? What's Mom doing? And she's like, oh, she's just going to go chill with Brad Pitt. She's going to go chill with Brad Pitt for a, for a while, maybe go to a concert. What is he talking about? That's Tragic Streets. Let's take a listen to 36 more of Sam Haskell from the horse's mouth. Talking on AirPods, just talking randomly with like nobody in the other end. It just feels important. Order multiple drinks and I'll just be like, oh yeah, they're on their way. So I guess that's pretending he's having people joining him, pretending to talk on his um, AirPods and ordering too many drinks, pretending people are joining him, a facade Okay, and let's hear 37. We're all listening to Sam Haskell in his own words. You see me typing really fast, like looking really productive on my laptop, just like typing, typing. Chances are I'm just typing random letters and numbers. I, I, I don't know what all of this means. It sounds Miguel Melendez joining us from Entertainment Tonight that everything is about appearances. He wants to look like he has friends joining him. He wants to look like he's having an important conversation. He wants to look like he's typing furiously, being productive on his laptop. Instead, he's typing random numbers and letters. But everything we're saying, he managed to murder and dismember wife May and get rid of his in-law's body, according to police. Somehow, he's apparently outsmarted the police. You know, I don't know what any of this means and what his activity uh, entails on social media and how it should be interpreted. What I do know that, well, what I should say is I can't imagine the prosecutors are looking at those videos and think that this is what's going to make their case. What's going to make their case, according to prosecutors, is, is the evidence that's already at hand, the CC footage of him dumping what appeared to be uh, uh, the, the torso in the dumpster, uh, the day laborers who spoke to police and said that they found body parts and a belly button in those bags and that they were hired by Haskell to dispose of these bags. And, and, and also cops entering the home the next day on November uh, 7th, uh, November 8th, and, and, and finding what they say is blood evidence to suggest that he did these, dismember these bodies. And while those two bodies remain missing, May Lee's parents' bodies remain missing, cops believe that he dismembered and disposed these bodies. So these are the things that they're going to be looking at. These are the, this is the evidence that they're going to rely on on top of whatever else is out there. I don't know that these videos that, that he's posted on social media have any uh, um, substance for them to, to make this case. Right now, correct me if I'm wrong, Miguel, he's at the Twin Towers Correctional Facility, referred to in the media as the Twin Towers Jail. Is that correct? I believe you're correct. It's the world's largest jail and also is the nation's largest mental health facility. There's two towers, a medical services building, and the L.A. County Medical Center Jail Ward. It's nearly 2 million square feet. Uh, question. 
uh, regarding visitation. Miguel, do we know if he's had visitors? I, I do not know that. Um, we know that they have a very, very special way of preparing food, a cook and chill process. They have two cold meals and one hot meal every day. They have tons of amenities. And um, I'm just looking at many of their menus. Nobody's cooking for me tonight, but we are providing three hots and a cot for Haskell. I want to go back to what we have found in the home and how we are going to find the two missing bodies. But very quickly, Miguel Melendez, what do you expect to happen in court? I, I expect that it will, he will be quickly arraigned. I, my guess is he will not be uh, let out on bond. Um, but like you said, this is, this is Hollywood. This is Hollywood. You know, stranger things have happened. Um, we'll wait and see. So very quickly, Troy Slayton, I want to get to how we're going to find the two dead bodies or what's left of them. We know he dismembered one victim, according to police. But in regular people talk, Troy Slayton, what is going to happen at the arraignment? Well, the arraignment is simply the fancy legal word for hearing what the charges are against you and entering a plea. So uh, he's going to be advised of his constitutional rights. And he's going to enter a plea of not guilty, and that will start the entire pretrial process leading up to a preliminary hearing and uh, eventually a trial if there's not a, a plea bargain to be had in the case. And he's charged with three murders. The bond, a bond is not likely to be uh, allowed, so he'll be held uh, without bond. This is a special circumstances murder, and uh, although... What a very smart criminal defense attorney uh, will bring up the corpus delecti rule, which means body of the crime. In California and in all other states, a rule that we brought over from England from the 16th century is that you can't have uh, a confession alone. You can't have the thought alone that somebody is missing to prove up the crime. You've got to prove that a crime occurred and that uh, there's actual evidence of it. Well, I'm pretty sure this is an echo chamber because at the beginning of our program, I stated that in our jurisprudence, uh, common law, you can't prove a case just on a confession. There has to be something to corroborate it. So let's talk about that. Joining me, uh, following up on what Troy Slayton accurately said, Dr. Kendall Crown's chief medical examiner, Tarrant County, if, in fact, the parents, the in-laws, have been murdered, and we know that May has been murdered, it's been proven that is her torso through DNA, what would you expect to find in the home? I understand there was a great deal of blood evidence in the home. So, Dr. Kendall Crowns, how much blood would it take to be found at the scene for me to be convinced that the in-laws, Wang 64 and Lee 71, are in fact dead. So usually in your body, you have about three to four liters of blood circulating at any time. So if you lose... Um, could you please speak in ounces and gallons? A gallon and a half uh, is in your body. So if you lose like half a gallon, it's pretty significant. and can, You can go into shock and die. So at the scene, if they see a large amount of blood, that would be around a half a gallon, maybe to a gallon uh, in the carpet, on the floor, or anywhere in the building. 
that would be significant for an individual to have been bled out and died. And Dr. Kendall Crowns, isn't it true that no matter how much you clean and how smart you think you are, very rarely if a boy, if someone has been murdered and dismembered in a home, are you going to get rid of all the blood? Yeah, that is very true. It's very difficult to clean up the entire scene, especially when there's been a dismemberment. Uh, people often think that they can make it go away, but it, it, it won't. You'll still have blood everywhere or in the nooks and crannies and the grout, etc. It's, it's never completely clean. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To you, Troy Piedad joining us. This is Sam Haskell for a.k.a. Junior's personal trainer, former personal trainer, Troy when you're hearing us talk about how much blood is in a body, uh, what evidence is in the home, we can't find the in-laws, we find the wife, May's torso only. Where are her legs and arms? Where's her head? Is it difficult for you to reconcile the person you know is charged with these crimes? 
Uh, it's very difficult, Nancy, because not only does it, you know, uh, the doctor said take a certain type of mentality to do that. I just didn't see it in him. I mean, I know he was disturbed. But the level of disturbed just doesn't correlate. I mean, you know, I, I can sit here and listen to you say it, and I can see him demonized, but he's always going to be just, uh, you know, like I said, he was 150 pounds soaking wet. I mean, he wasn't a physical guy. He wasn't. That's why he came to me. That's why he, he, he wanted to be bigger. But as a person, I mean, to me, I have no fear whatsoever of Sam Haskell. I mean, I just can't see him doing something like that. But isn't that so often the way that we could not envision it? Joining me, Mike McCormick, owner, lead investigator, MCN Investigations, MCM Investigations in L.A., former LAPD, over 25 years. Mike McCormick, um, we're acting like there are not two people's bodies missing. They're dead. They were likely killed in the same home where May was killed. Uh, do I have to say... Patrick Frazee. Patrick Frazee, the fiancé from hell who murdered his fiancé, Kelsey Barrett. Her body has never been found, but her teeth and blood were found in her condo. Jeffrey Dahmer, yes, some body parts were found, but other victims' bodies were never found. We think they were dismembered, ground up, and disposed of. The only thing that saved that case in those counts anyway, were Polaroids and other indicia the victims had been in the home. Those bodies have never been found, Mike McCormick. So a case can be proven without a body. Number one, how are we going to do it? And number two, where do you believe I can find the bodies? Well, they're probably uh, in another dumpster somewhere. Or we're placing another dumpster. That's smart, because when you don't know a horse, look at his track record. Go ahead. Right. So they're going to determine by the uh, blood evidence in the uh, home itself uh, who the blood, all that blood belongs to. It's not that hard. Look, it's not that hard for these techs. They, they are incredible to go into a massively bloody crime scene and they can differentiate if they collect the evidence correctly at the lab they can tell the the different dna's in the blood they will be able to find the in-laws blood yeah that that's correct uh, the bodies uh, those bodies were probably dumped at a, another location that they're not aware of and uh the that I would assume that uh, the police would have uh, gathered video from the from point A to point B to see what stops he may have made, um, and where else he might have dumped the other two bodies. So, to you, Troy Piedod, this is Haskell's former personal trainer. I know that you said it's hard to reconcile what you're hearing with the guy that you knew so so very well as your client. Troy Piedod, tell me, what did you learn he would do when he was not training? I'm curious about, did he go for long jogs? Did he have a place out in the country where he visited? Was there a particular lake where he fished? I mean, this is what I'm getting at, Troy. 
people often hide bodies in a place with which they're familiar. And I use this example, although there's so many to pick from. Scott Peterson, what did he do with Lacey and Connor's bodies? He dumped them in his fishing hole where he always fished, San Francisco Bay. And that's where they turned up. So where did this guy hang out? What did he do all the time, Troy Piedad? Well, basically, like you said, he had no employment. He never worked. So he would basically drive around L.A. and drink coffee. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. I'm very, very curious. Uh, their whole relationship uh, that he had with May was unusual. Take a listen to their May's friend and neighbor. This is L. Benemy. Let's go with friend two. Just from observing them, um, I would say that they 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 weren't close. They didn't have a anywhere near a close you know a close relationship. I would definitely not call it that. Never seen them be affectionate with each other. Um, they never went on date nights. She never mentioned them going on a date. I never observed them going out anywhere together. Um, they didn't go on vacations together. Uh, so she would go on vacation with her children and her parents. And he typically went on, on solo trips, I think, uh, typically to Japan. Uh, according to me, some of them were work related, uh, for filming. Um, they both, uh, for example, like to take walks in the neighborhood. I never saw them uh, take a walk together. Going on separate vacations, never doing anything together. And Troy Piedad has confirmed that by telling me, and all the time he worked with Haskell, Haskell pretended May was just a girl he was, quote, messing with. What does that mean? Is that probative? Does it really prove anything? Troy Slayton, high-profile criminal defense attorney in L.A., I don't know that it does prove anything that I could introduce at trial, but I want to know it anyway. No, it seems circumstantial, and it really has no probative value as to whether or not he is committed those murders that he's alleged to have committed. In a court of law, Nancy, the judge, as the gatekeeper, has to decide what's relevant and what's completely not relevant, like those stupid TikTok videos and Instagram posts that he made that really have nothing to do with anything as to whether or not he committed the murder of these three people. We don't know that until we listen to them. And that is how you win cases, by going through every piece of evidence, sifting through it with a fine-tooth comb until you find something probative. Of course, everything you just said is correct, Troy Slayton. Dr. Kendall Crown's Chief Medical Examiner, Tarrant County, how difficult is it to dismember a body? Hey, when you go to the grocery store, do you go buy a whole chicken? No, you get them cut up. Why? Because it's hard to dismember even a chicken to cook. Just go buy the boneless thighs for Pete's sake. How hard is it to dismember a body? It can be very difficult. Uh, especially if you don't go for the joint spaces. Oh. Much like dismembering a chicken, if you go to the joint spaces, it's easy to cut the wings off, the legs off, etc. Same on a human being. If you go for the joint spaces, you can part them down into smaller parts. But if you go for like the mid shaft of the femur or the leg bone, it's incredibly difficult. If you use a hacksaw, it takes quite a while. So 
uh, you have to kind of know what you're doing or otherwise it's a very tedious, lengthy process that a lot of people aren't successful at. Dr. Kendall Crowns, have you ever handled an autopsy where a body had been completely or partially dismembered? Uh, yes, I have. It comes up occasionally when uh, individuals are dumped in dumpsters or uh, et cetera. So yes, we get those periodically uh, dismemberments, especially with the cartel. You know, I would ask more, but I don't know that I'm ready for it. Dr. Jory Crosen, needless to say, it takes a certain mindset to not only commit a murder, but then dismember the body. And I think that may be why we haven't found Mr. League of Sean Lee and his wife, Yang Shang Wang. I think that they were dismembered. Why do I say that? Because if you don't know what somebody's going to do, you look at what they've already done. And I know he dismembered May. The mindset it must have taken to dismember three murder victims. Well, he's, you know, the, the mindset is crucial, but if you look at, you know, he plays roles very well. And if he assumes a role of like, you know, the uh, movies he was watching at the time where this took place, uh, it could be accomplished. Uh, the one key factor I noticed here is that it, it personalities can kind of what I call dissolve, fall apart. You know, calling some handyman and paying them money to get rid of the body just seems like, you know, that's where his organizational thought of dismembering body and all of this. I mean, his his he wasn't futuristically thinking, considering those consequences, even with him taking the body part and putting it in a dumpster himself. I mean, if the other two bodies are that well, you know, concealed somewhere, and even if they were dismembered, there seemed to be some kind of organizational thought there that kind of was not present with the behavior we're seeing. Well, Dr. Jory Crossan, I think you're completely correct. However, lack of planning is not a defense, lucky for me. <laughs> it isn't, I know, but psychologically we look for that, okay? <laughs> yeah. Troy Piedad, if you could speak and Haskell could hear you, what would you say to him? I'd ask him, you know, what was what happened? I want to know, you know, what went on with him and his wife and his in-laws that was so horrible that he had to commit these atrocious acts. Just think, Troy, every day you worked out with him, you were that close to a killer and never suspected. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.